it's pretty much common knowledge that uh, Kickstarter and crowdfunding is the one of the major factors in the tabletop and board game hobby uh, industry. Um, but with everything else that's going on in the world, like shipping costs and costs of goods going up and, and everything else, um, I think it's time to have a realistic talk about what we should expect uh, for Kickstarter, for crowdfunders, just in general, um, what we can expect as, as backers and what publishers can do to kind of alleviate some kind of ill will. Because right now there's a whole lot of factors that are messing up uh, pu publishers' plans, you know, their budgets and everything. So let's have a just have a good discuss discussion. I was hoping to maybe have a publisher on for this, this segment, um, but uh, we didn't quite make that happen. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about it. If you're a publisher and watching this content, uh, let us know in the comments if if uh, if what we're saying is true or if you have any other suggestions. If you're a Kickstarter backer or someone that that, that crowdfunds a lot of projects, uh, also you know join us in the chat. We we'd love to to chat about all these things. And uh, and yeah, we're we're excited to uh, to talk and have a, a real discussion about crowdfunding in 2022. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable, after a few week hiatus, I guess. Uh, my name is Doug, uh, joining me is uh, the one and only Ben from Quarterstaff Games. How are we doing, everybody? And of course, the wonderful Amanda Call from ageofnight.com. Hello. Thank you so much, guys, for for joining us. And uh, looks like Martin's here. I want to thank everyone that's joining in and watching us live. Hungry is here, as, as always. Thank you so much. We're going to chat a little bit about uh, how the, 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 the crowdfunding landscape has changed. Um, there's some things that have been going on. And, and I know uh, personally that I've had a couple of Kickstarter uh, campaigns and some, some crowdfunding campaigns that have had some issues. Uh, some people seem to be... Some publishers seem to be doing okay. Um, some people, some publishers, you kind of go, "Why aren't they doing this instead?" You know, I'll, you know, and and I think we should just have a discussion as to what what's going on because you know it is 2022 and the world ch is changing so crazy. It's like <laughs> every month something's going up. We see the cost of gas. I, I was. It was crazy. We were driving down the road the other day, or just yesterday, and I'm like, "Holy smoke! The cost of uh, of uh, of gas is like almost like 450 here. Like mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. It like is, it, just, it is 450 up up in is the big it city 450 up, here, up there. Yeah. And yeah. and that's just like a just like a little tiny thing in comparison to what you know a lot it's of like these companies are dealing with. 420 ish in is my it? area, but we're we're right off of the I ninety five corridor, so our gas prices are usually a little lower than average. Yeah, I, I mean we're, we're talking about you know shipping issues, we're talking about cost of materials issues, we're talking about you know just all sorts of different things that, that are impacting Kickstarter and crowdfunding campaigns at this moment, and and. I think, you know, just just today, I, I had a a publisher come back and they're like, "Hey, you know, I know our campaign was I forget what it was now. It's almost two years ago, or maybe it's a year and a half ago." And they're like, "Hey, guess what? You know, the way it is right now, 
we budgeted X amount and X amount and X amount for, you know, materials for, for development, for shipping. And we're coming in like a couple hundred grand under what, Ugh. uh, you uh know, what, what our shipping estimate was. That's, and it's a lot of, that's a lot of dollars. Right. And this isn't a small Kickstarter. This was, this was a big Kickstarter. This one pulled in, I think 370, 379,000 or something. And it, you know, they're going back and, and, and telling their, you know, asking their, their backers to, to kind of chip in and say, Hey, you know, if everybody gave, you know, X amount more, you know, if, if you went all in and you, everybody gave us $19 more, we'll be able to cover this. We're going to cover X amount, you know, of this, this shortage, but we would like everybody else to kind of give it a little bit more as well. Um, Wait, I have a question. Sure. I mean, I know you're just a backer receiving this, or hmm. were were you even a backer on this project? I, or see, is this, I, this is one of those. Secondhand? This was this was one of the, the, the one of those projects where I believed in the company. I, I wanted to see it succeed. I did not back it at a level where I received anything. I oh, just okay. made it. So I made a just, contribution. Just be right, like, right. hey, just, I really like this idea. I'd like to see it come to fruition. I don't really need the the product right, itself. But you're getting the actual direct. Right, but but I'm still getting the, the communications the from from okay, the publisher, yeah, yeah. which is great, and I love doing that, and that's one of the reasons why I do that because I love to see, you know, especially with companies that are just kind of starting out, I mm -hmm. love to see how they are interacting with with their their communities uh, on Kickstarter because I think that's important, and that's one thing we'll talk about here on this session, just just as one of the, the things to kind of avoid that ill will with backers uh, if, when when you do have problems. But I'm I'm sorry, Amanda, go ahead. What, what no, no, that's fine. Uh, my question was basically the way you are framing it, that they're going to cover part of the cost and they're hoping that the backers are going to cover the rest. Like what happens mm -hmm. if they don't make up the cost? Did they like provide like an, an ABC as <laughs> so, to what so the, is going to happen are, here? The games are, I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> read into, I didn't, I didn't read into the whole, I would you know, everything. I would assume that'd be one of those things that, they will get a first wave and then they'll have to wait a little bit, get the game into yeah, retail, make yeah. more money through right. the retail part yeah. of it, and well, then get the rest of it out in, in subsequent ways. Here's the right. thing. It's such a big box miniatures game oh, that they went to Kickstarter because it wasn't going to go to retail because it's such a high dollar amount. Oops, it's like you messed up. Yeah, and and that's fine. I mean, <laughs> we all know that 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 that's what happens sometimes when you're a first time Kickstarter, you know, go, you know, and you go to Kickstarter looking for, hey, I want to start out my business. I have this this product that doesn't hit, you know, traditional means. So, I would love to. I would love to make this a reality. I've done all my estimates, and yeah, nobody can kind of, you know. I, I should take a look and see when, when this. I'm gonna actually look it up and see when. I, when I know this, we're. This, this I know we're intentionally up. not naming names. Right. Um, but you <laughs> said this was the the first Kickstarter that they did. Yeah, it, it was, was big. So, yeah, that's 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 rough because for a first Kickstarter, you learn a lot. From yeah, what right. I understand in the industry, mm -hmm. your first Kickstarter is it's a learning experience and. To have something come off so big, uh, might have might have been more than they probably should have bid off for a first one, especially 
where the the world was headed not that we really knew everything right. going into mm -hmm. it that's one of those um, things where I, I'm, I'm trying yeah, to see Yeah, that's that's a rough place funded. to be in but, as a as a first Kickstarter to come in that under your predictions and then yeah, that's that that's hard. But here's here's the thing. Like this isn't something that's new. Like there have been even before COVID, there have been companies and I'm again, I'm not going to name names because I don't think that we need to just I mean people know who they are at this point. They have had very successful Kickstarters and then misappropriated funds or just or use them for, for other things and now they can't deliver. And they go silent. And they just... I mean, I guess I would rather have a company that says, hey, all of our games are done. They're on a... They're, they're waiting to get on a boat but we don't have the funds to get them. Now that we're they're all done, we got a quote to put these games on a on a boat and get them over here to our hubs. But we totally underestimated the cost of this. Now that we have have it in black and white, I would rather have a company do that than just go silent, disappear. Right, and we've seen that happen before. Run away yeah. in the dark of night. <laughs> I never. Hate that. And never speak of it again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I would also hate it in your position, but on a human level, I understand that compulsion. I, I understand why. <laughs> if right. you were totally in over your head, you would just be like, what if I just run away and change my name and never speak of this again? <laughs> and that that also kind of speaks to one of like the tenets of Kickstarter. And I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of backers, a lot of the end users forget this is you're not entitled to everything in that Kickstarter. Yeah, you know, like it's mm -hmm. it's it's not you are pledging to give them money with the hopes that they bring this thing to fruition. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and absolutely. I think a lot of people, a lot of a lot of backers forget that. I know uh Pat uh Patty mentioned in the chat that uh contrary to popular belief, Kickstarter is not a store, and that is very, very true. They even um, make you tick a little box yeah. to remind oh, absolutely. you yep. when you pledge. So, so th this game I, that I'm referring to was funded in 2019. So it was okay, before yeah. COVID. So it Prior had no idea that COVID was going to be a thing. Going to pot. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that it also, I think it also kind of muddies the waters too. The fact that we have these huge companies that are using Kickstarter as a pre-order system mm -hmm. and companies that literally do not have any capital and that's why they're on mm -hmm. kickstarter is to raise capital to make their right. product exist and the fact that these things exist side by side and it's sometimes difficult to impossible to tell as a backer which one is which like yes we all know that by the time like uh by the time like the latest free league book shows up on Kickstarter, we know that it's already done. We know that they've done the work and it's going to happen and it's going to get printed. We know that's what's going to happen because they also always fund in like 73 seconds or something. So <laughs> done. Like, like we know that that's going to be successful. We know that that's already a mostly finished product. Right. And that can be said for a lot of the bigger companies. But if you have a company that, 
it is their first time making something, but they still managed to make like $200,000. Well, at first blush, that is difficult to tell as a backer that this is a company's first outing if they have raised that much money and are being that successful in their campaign. And so that makes this kind of a confusing situation as a backer where you're like, well, I backed this other thing that was raising all of this money and it was there in no time because it was essentially done. And then you have these other ones that literally didn't have anything other than some concept sketches, but they raised just as much money. How come I didn't get that thing? Well, because it didn't actually exist when you gave them their money and they were a new company and didn't actually realize how much work this was going to be or unforeseen circumstances cropped up and they didn't have the cash buffer reserves that a large company does to just kind of smooth over those kind of issues. Right. And and that's kind of what I think kind of where this, this Kickstarter kind of landed. And like, we keep going back to this Kickstarter, but like, but <laughs> the this is Kickstarter this... that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm not, and I think it's, I think it's great that they, they, that they came out and they just said, Hey, listen, our bad or, we mm-hmm. didn't we didn't anticipate the world going to you know catching on fire and and being like this um i and i think that that was one of the and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to kind of just give them a little bit of money just because hey you're doing some cool stuff i'd like to see you succeed like i know that this product needs a lot of development and you needed to like check and see if there was a market for this game because it was a huge game huge minis mm-hmm amazing amazing stuff i understand that, that that this isn't going to work in regular retail so yes i do want to give you a little bit of money just to kind of see you succeed and and i could see being disappointed as a backer but also like understanding as well like because again this is a rare situation where it I don't think there was any, you know, maliciousness done. And, and and I think that's one thing as backers we need to kind of put at the front forefront of, of, of everything we look at when we get these updates and when we get these things is, you know what? I think some of this, we go, oh, my God, how come they didn't budget for this? Well, they didn't know what it was going to be like here. Like, you know, you don't know what the shipping cost is going to be like a month from now. Like, there was there was a time... In 2021, where every week, the, the like cargo shipping was like going like crazy, like it was going another, r- going up like every another, single another like, almost another, doubling every week. Yeah, yeah. An- another boat could get stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. That actually had a lot to do with a, a lot of the shipping woes that happened. Yep. It is just like, uh, uh, yeah, everybody's backed up now. Everybody's backed up now, and things that are more important than your game are getting priority. Like, actually more important, which is another thing I think people lose sight of. Is It's like, you know that there's stuff like like, like food and medicine on some of these ships, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. <laughs> they're not just full of board games. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I... I... I guess that's one thing that we should we should as backers we should just have a little more understanding and patience with especially in this day and age right now cuz if you're backing anything with the thought of hey guess what this product's they, they have an anticipated delivery date of or month of like November or December of this year or next year or whatever like don't don't bank on that. Like, don't ever just be like, okay, well, 
hopefully it comes around, you know, a few months after that or something, you know. I, so so I, I've actually started thinking of Kickstarter kind of like uh, Casino. Like, really? It, that it, much, it's, huh? It's at, right now. I mean, it's a little bit of hyperbole, but I'm not willing to back anything for a dollar amount that I'm not willing to just outright lose because there are so many factors in play across every bit of the supply chain right now that a project, especially from a, 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 a publisher, a developer that is only doing so many things that are, and they're small, it's their first or second time. Maybe they're normally doing small print runs of stuff. Um, and yeah, if something goes wrong, it, it could just fall through. So yeah, and honestly, like with the timelines most of these games have, um, six months is an illusion. Nine months <laughs> is a prayer. I mean, you're looking at at least a year before something comes out, most likely two before you get a final finished product. So if I'm not willing to you know throw fifty dollars away for two years, I, I'm not backing it. Absolutely. I mean, Apocalypse Dan says uh, here in the chat, says, as a backer, we should always be mentally prepared to get the, the news that our money is gone. Mm -hmm. Then if it does come true, you're that much happier. I, I do understand that. And and yes, I I get that to some extent. Um, there's a couple things that, that I would love to put like a little asterisk next to that. Like... Sure. Like, like, yeah. like, like, I always think that if you're a publisher, if you mess up, and this just goes to life. Like, I, I really <laughs> feel like this is this is we something have, that, that 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 I try. Like, we have now I know, entered the Doug's Rules for Life section of the broadcast. No, no. Well, I'm just exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like, this is something that, that took me a while to learn to do. Like, us as human beings, as people, like. We don't like to take blame for things. We just don't. It's not in yeah, our it nature. Sucks. It's it sucks. always no one wants we, to do that. Like <laughs> our our human nature is to blame others for for mistakes that we make. That's just how it is. But if you learn to take responsibility for your errors, life gets so much better. Like I I don't. There's something sure. about like yeah. like like owning up to your mistakes. Like okay, yep. I did this. I messed up. It's on me. Don't make excuses. When you take blame, it's so much like the, that. I don't know. I, I just, it feels like, yeah, usually something, usually there's something bad that happens, but it's not as bad when you, you say, Hey, you take ownership of, of your shortcomings because guess what? If you succeed at something and you take credit for it, you should as hell take the blame for it when you t make a mistake too. You know, it goes both directions, and that's how I feel in life. You know, I don't know. I, that's just 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 mm -hmm. that that's how I how I feel. And so, if you've got a really successful Kickstarter project, yes, you should be you should be yelling and screaming and, and bragging about how grateful how, how grateful you are that you had a great Kickstarter. But if you mess up and you under budget and you do that. Also, own up to it as well. Let your backers know. Communicate with your backers. I personally love it when when companies 
shoot a monthly a monthly Kickstarter update. Regardless of the situation, regardless of the pro- progress, just shoot me an email. Say, hey, I'm still here. Yes, we mm-hmm. know we still have your money. Yes, we know that we're still working on it. This is nothing has changed in the last three weeks because we're still getting a factory spot or something. That's fine. Cool. I'll probably skim it. I probably won't click on it to go to the Kickstarter and take a look at it. But at least I know you're still you still care and you still want to engage with me as a backer. You have not run away in the night in shame. Exactly. Yeah, it's we. I backed one Kickstarter, um, and I, I again, this is a write off. I don't think I'm actually getting this. Um, they recently put out an update. Yeah, in the middle of April. Uh, the update previous to the, and this was supposed to deliver in 2020. So this April, mid-April, they put out an update. The one previous to that was mid-January 2021. So they went an entire year no. without an update. Uh, unacceptable. And it was just one of those things like, you're done. Like that, that, Yeah, that, that means that, that you that, don't care about yeah, that that doesn't that means you you don't care about the community that's that's coming around your game. So even if you by some miracle are able to get this product out and about in retail or out in the world, nobody's going to be going to be excited about it. Nobody's going to care about it and it's going to flop. And even if you do get it out there and even if it is semi successful, People are not going to back another Kickstarter from you. Absolutely, they'll wait for you to send something to retail, if and then maybe spend their money on it. But they're not going to give you give you you know a a un uh, you know an uninsured no interest loan for the next three years yep. if that's what you've been basically doing with their money. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I guess I guess as as someone that backs a lot of Kickstarters and that talks to a lot of Kickstarter creators, the, that's the one thing that I stress to new Kickstarter creators. And I just had someone email me the other day and we've been talking quite a bit and, and I, they're terrific. And if they're watching this, you know who you are. Um, and I'm so excited for, for their journey uh, into this hobby because they just had a, a successful Kickstarter and, and uh, you know, they're, they're, amping up their their run like i can't stress enough communication communication with the folks that believe in you you know even if like even if you mess up even if you don't get something right like <laughs> just communicate yes it's gonna be yes you're gonna have those people that'll be like what i can't believe it but you know what it's better yeah, than there, going science there, there are science. literally there are literally we will acknowledge the the reality that there are literally some people who back kickstarters just to be a thorn in your side Absolutely. that's like what they get off on they just yep. they just they just relish it they just relish <laughs> responding to every update with disgruntled ravings that's just what they want out of life is to make you miserable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I i might have been on a few kickstarters that had a uh, serial backers that every time they backed we were just like no not <laughs> them again uh, and then every update rah, 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 rah. but what about but what about yeah. i can't believe oh my gosh please get a different hobby i understand this is clearly your hobby please get a different one <laughs> take up golf 
something. Uh, Patty says some Kickstarters have bad project manage, manage mm, yeah. project managers. The factors are numerous. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Um, if you're a big Kickstarter, get a dedicated Kickstarter oh, like liaison. And, so. and yeah. make make at least I don't know about you guys, but I love having that one Kickstarter, that one update a month. Like that's fine as long as they check in every month. It doesn't have to be something like I, with massive I, amounts of content. So I will acknowledge that I don't read them ever, and that's fine. Like, yeah. but, but I don't. <laughs> I just, shows up and I'm like, cool. Show, yeah, right. they show up and I'm like, oh, that's still happening. That's right. So I will say that partially this is this is this is partially my own thing of like how i approach kickstarters like backing kickstarters um because i've been on both sides of sides of this and the creator side and on the backer side as a backer i very much feel the same way that higgins does as far as i'm just I, this is money that i am just throwing out into the universe and if something comes from it cool and if it doesn't whatever and part of that is the fact that i live on a budget and if I'm not getting something immediately, then that has to be money that I'm okay with just not having. Sure. So, because I don't have a lot of a discretionary income. So I'm just like, okay, well, if I'm going to spend this money, it's just, I, I just have to be okay with the fact that I may never see a return on that. And so that really limits the amount that I spend, which then makes it so that I'm okay with just being like, it'll show up or it doesn't. I wish these people well. I hope it does show up, which then too because i have that mindset that it's like okay well once the campaign is done and i've like filled out my backer survey confirming my address gone from my brain gone <laughs> it is taking up no more space in my brain i am not worrying about it i am not i am not letting it concern me i see an email pop up and it's like you have a, a kickstarter update from so and so studios and i'm like i do yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And then I and I don't open them. Every once in a while, I might remember. Oh yeah, I think I backed this thing like a while ago. Like something will remind me of the project. But then I can go back through my email and search and be like, Oh, yep, they said that they're at the printers. Cool. <laughs> right. So, so that's also another thing that I I love about like yeah, I, I understand. I get so many Kickstarter updates every day at this point. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean, let's because then I also I, I, even I if crossed four hundred uh, Kickstarter campains the other day, and and right. Well, because then know. even if you, even if you don't like back subsequent Kickstarters from the same company, they you'll still, still get you, like yeah. updates from like, their old projects hey. about their new projects. Right. And, yeah. So you, it's very easy to get completely buried in these. So a lot of times I don't read the Kickstarter updates, but just knowing that they're touching base, like. That gives me some sort of peace of mind. That just seeing, hey, I get an email from such and such publishing or, or such and such gaming company, you know, like, oh, okay, cool. They're, they're still trying to, they're still active. They're, they're still caring, caring about us. Like, I think the one thing, and this is, again, this is the, the business side of me, my brain. This is, this is, this is, this is what I do for the audio podcast. I'm like making like Leia bun, like gyrations on the side of or, my head. Or did you ever, did you ever see a uh, soul eater? No. It's the character that has like the, he's like a Frankenstein type character and he has like no. a big, like, he has like a big, like a, uh, like gear ratchety mm -hmm. bolt thing on the side of his head. And one of his things was he'd make this creepy smile and like turn the bolt and be like, click, 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 click. Doing that. So, 
this is this again. This is the business side of my brain. Deep mid aughts anime cut for any of you there. <laughs> I I feel like Kickstarter creators should view Kickstarter backers as business investors. You wouldn't go silent on a business investor. Like you wouldn't like you you if you were to give money to a company be like hey i am investing in you we we think you're going to do some great things here's money you wouldn't you wouldn't just go oh thanks th- thanks thanks investor yeah we're going to do some great things and then never talk to them ever again or I mean, just check might, in with them but, once a year no I mean, you might but that'd be bad well yeah, yeah. But that's a bad Don't company. Do that. that that company's not going to succeed <laughs> Uh, I I just I just think that as a as a publisher as a as a as a maker on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. um, I think so many so many people focus on that initial let's get through the campaign, and mm-hmm. then kind of forget about the mm-hmm. end. And like you can't do that. It's an entire nope. process all the way through to delivery. Um, and, and when I mean. I, I know these publishers aren't forgetting about the manufacturer and the distribution and everything. What I'm saying is they forget about the customer-facing aspect of yes. that. Um, yes. And and that's that's important. And and I understand why they kind of forget that because you don't have that in normal, you know, direct retailer type thing. You 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 make it, you sell it to the distributor. The distributor then sells it to you know a retailer, and then it's basically up to the retailer to decide how much they want to push and communicate with the, with the, um, with the, with the consumer. Um, but with Kickstarter, you are the entire supply chain and you mm-hmm. need to have communication with your customer base through that entire supply chain. And that's, that is not just while you're raising the funds, but while you're utilizing those funds as well. It's a mm-hmm. it's a big part of the job because um, yeah people are investing in your product like like Doug says uh, and and treat them like such absolutely yeah uh, and and it's easy yeah. to like what, there's always a lot of moving parts that go into getting any of these any of these projects pretty much whatever your project is there's a lot more to it than most people realized and just realizing it and getting it into people's hands and everything and especially if you still had a like a lot of the actual execution left to do at the time that you funded so it it would it behooves people to not just think about that but to make sure that you actually like have somebody on your team that this is their actual like job (laughs) this is Mm -hmm. an actual thing that they have to do maybe they have a bunch of other jobs but make sure that it is also hey your job is this this and this and also make sure that we have our monthly communication out to backers like it's just so easy with all the other things you have to do to accidentally let it slip or assume that someone else on the team is taking care of it or just not even think about it because you're just so in the weeds of trying to get this stuff done. And it's just like, yeah, you have to actually plan this. It can't just be like a, hey, somebody will, somebody will do it. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. No. Oh yeah. We sent a bunch of stuff. Maybe we should send an update. Like, this, needs, <laughs> this needs to be, this needs to be actually, I just got it. I just, uh, related. I got an email 
two days ago from some Kickstarter that I backed. I don't know who. It was just an email from Pirate Ship telling me that a package is on the way because Pirate Ship is like a mailing service. Oh, yeah. Like inter- a, a, yeah. A, a postage service. Yeah. And it's just told me that a package is on the way. <laughs> oh, they didn't tell you what it too. is? It doesn't say. Yeah, I've gotten those. Like, I love it, those. I love playing. What <laughs> What's delivering? I love playing. What Kickstarter guess, is showing up in an, in the in the next week or two? I guess I'll find out in a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That 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 is one thing I would like to see. Um, some of these, some of these shipping partners, be a little bit better with. Yeah. Give us um, a little more information. Just, just yeah. tell us who the who the originator is from. Like, yeah, you're well, you're you're the it, it you're the shipper, like but an, yeah, it gave me like a, an LLC that it came from. But it's like, can you? But but it's like I yeah, don't you, recognize it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's not. It's either it's a great mystery parcel game. You're exactly right, Jason. Um, <laughs> it's either not the company name that was actually attached to the kickstarter because i didn't Mm -hmm. recognize it so it's either not the actual company name that was attached to the kickstarter or it's like like some like some parent company or some subsidiary or something like it's not it's not a name that i recognized so uh, i don't know what i'm getting can pirate ship like include a little custom message with their thing that says this is what you're getting yeah That'd be nice. That is Get one on thing. That. There, there are some there are some shipping services that, that do provide you tracking and information and, and let you know what's you I'd know, let you know what it is. It. Yeah. I have a tra- so, I have a tracking number. I still don't know what it is. Yeah. I got uh I got my my uh root retailer Kickstarter the other day for the oh, Marauder nice. expansion. Yep. Um and for some reason it was shipped in uh, I mean I got enough that they had to ship in multiple boxes. Uh, you know, as a as a retailer level, but the boxes each had different from addresses on them. So like, I opened up the first one and I'm like, oh cool, it's my it's my route. I started taking it out and inventorying what I should have got. I'm like, I'm missing, I'm missing half my stuff. Like, where is it? Like, and then I'm like, well, I guess I'll set that aside and I'll contact Letter Games and figure out what's yep. going on. I move on to the next shipment, which I figured was another order or something. Open it up and like, oh, here's the other half of my stuff. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> a different shipped from address. That is yeah. very strange. Yeah. It was and it was weird. Very strange. So yeah, yeah. communicate I mean, again. What, again yeah. what is how things are coming. Exactly. Um another thing that that us as backers we have to realize, and this this kind of goes with the RPG market. And and if you've packed anything that has books, like paper stock, cardboard stock is in such short supply right now that I've had a couple of Kickstarters that have already said, hey, we're in the queue for the printer. We don't know when it's going to be. So just to let people know kind of how big an issue this is and how much this is going to actually impact things for for months, if not years, uh, during the latest uh, Hasmero earnings call, they assured their stockholders that they had made substantial purchases of paper stock so that they would not have printing delays in the future. Of course, Hasbro owns Wizards of the Coast. Yeah, 
Uh, so this is all the D and D stuff. This is uh, your your Magic the Gathering cards. Um, that that stock of paper had to come from somewhere. And I guarantee you, your small Kickstarter people are gonna find it hard to find their their printing materials because the large groups are buying it up. Yeah. So this I mean, is it's, it's a smart to move. Very much be aware of. Yeah. Uh... So just just be on the lookout for that. Expect at this point, if you are backing Kickstarters and you aren't expecting delays, start expecting delays. Start. Don't be surprised if a company comes back and says, "Hey, listen, we underbudgeted shipping," or "Hey, we underbudgeted you know the overall costs." Can you chip in another ten dollars, or what? Whatever dollar amount. Hopefully, it's a reasonable amount. I think you might see that because get get this, get this, folks. I'll, the majority of I, I'd say like ninety nine percent of tabletop game publishers right now are not making money. I think there's a large percentage of of tabletop publishers, especially Kickstarters that just are printing games because they want to make games and they want to, I don't think that they're anywhere near making a huge amount of money on these things. I mean, even, even your established the, companies, the, the industry has never been a get rich quick. No, industry. it's not. So, I mean, so, we talked millions of dollars coming through Kickstarter for the industry, but it, your margins are pretty razor thin on, on most, most things. It's a, mm -hmm. uh, it's definitely one of the thinnest uh, retail margins I've ever worked in. I've worked a, a bunch of different retail jobs. So, yeah. The majority of these Kickstarters, they're kickstarting because they want to go to retail. And hopefully retail is where they're going to make some sort of profit on them. Maybe. And even then, it's not all that huge. Just be, just be mindful of that whenever these Kickstarter whenever these Kickstarter creators come back and say, Hey, can we have an extra 10 bucks? Now there are, we're not going to name names again. Let's not name <laughs> names. We're not going to name names because I don't like naming names. We are specifically not naming any names. We're specifically, specifically not saying calling anybody out because, Hey, you know what? That's not what we do here. There has been an issue where a company gave a hey during a Kickstarter campaign, hey, this is what the approximate shipping cost is going to be for XYZ or ABC and so so on and so forth. And then once the pledge manager comes into effect, <laughs> I the, know this the, company. The, the cost is <laughs> three or four times that amount. Oh no. I can see where people would be upset with that. Again. This is where the communication comes in. You don't just launch your Kickstarter and be like, okay, everybody, fill out your pledge manager. See you later. Boom, boom, boom. Put your card information. We'll ship it to you once it's done. No. You go out and you're like, hey, listen, guys. Listen, everybody. Shipping is a lot more than we, we originally budgeted. And originally what we got quoted for was totally wrong. We added so much other product that now the it's going to be twice as heavy. And now... The, the 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 shipping is going to be way 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 oh, more. Oh yeah, that's a whole other thing altogether. Is yeah. the stretch goal creep the way that like right. mm -hmm. 
the the way that it's like, oh well, we hit we hit this dollar amount. Let's add a whole bunch of stuff and not calculate how that's going to increase our production or shipping costs accurately or effectively, even before shipping and materials and everything else got very wonky. Yeah, that's always been a thing. That's <laughs> stre stretch goals have always been where it's like, ah, 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 be careful, be careful, <laughs> danger. Um. So, yeah, the, I I can see some backers being upset with with the fact that hey, listen, we were told this, and now all of a sudden it's this, yeah. and no no lead up to no hand holding all the way go Just because you know what you, switch right. Granted, most people are going to be upset no matter what, but had you said <laughs> okay, this is what we're doing, you know. I, I can see that. The other thing that that I am going to try to that I I will probably say that we're going to that we might see going forward, and I think I think Druid City Games did this on their last Kickstarter. If you're and going where you're going, I think I'm. I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I think what we're going to see going forward is companies putting out their pledge managers, but not shipping. Not charging shipping, not chopping, not charging cards for shipping until it's ready to ship. Mm -hmm. So hey, guess what? We want you to we want you to fill out the pledge manager so we know what to make as far as quantities. We don't want to tell you what the shipping is going to be because we don't know. We we don't want to even guess. We would rather have it go. Hey, it's time to ship. This is the best rates that we could get. Here's the cost. And yeah, it might stink sometimes. But here's where I'm going to tell you what, what, what publishers need to do. They need to make sure that their backers get those games before retail. Because people do like paying a premium to have a game first. So if you can get them their game before retail... They're more apt to pay that that premium shipping charge. Kind of sucks for stores that they don't get it, but maybe now, maybe about, maybe, what, they, what about maybe they do stores that back or maybe you know baby stores that, that back the Kickstarter. That's fine too, but like the overall the major retail release. <clears throat> I think that thing, that's something that that, that, that we're going to see more often than not. I, since since you brought up Druid City Games, I did want to mention one thing they. Did recently too with their uh, their Wonderland's War game is they they came back initially and they're like yeah we need we need a little more money oh, to did get they, this game did they come back and say that um, okay. and the way they said hey we like we're not gonna have anybody uh, we're not gonna charge you necessarily more but we need we need some more money so what we've done is we've created a small pack of promo cards for the game. And if you buy this pack of promo cards for, I think it was like $10, and obviously it didn't cost them $10 to make this pack of five cards, Okay, we're going to add this into your pledge. That's, that's and that very clever. I'm I getting like something that. cool. I'm getting something yeah. cool. It's not yeah. a lot of money to produce. And, and it just makes me feel a little bit better about, okay, you're thinking about me as an investor, as a customer, yeah. rather than just being like, hey... Yeah. <laughs> money, money, please. Yep. 
Like They're trying I, to sweeten the pot as they yeah beg for more money. Yeah, and it was you know it was it was a, it was a pack of five promo cards with with alternate art and slightly different abilities, and it's literally nothing in the grand scheme of production to make five more cards when you're already printing hundreds. No, but at least it was something, and like find a way to do that if you're a publisher to to just go above and beyond that one little step that says i care about you and about the money and the time you've invested in my product yep i totally agree with that i love that and james I, i'm a big fan of james and and uh, what he does he's got a lot of excitement a lot of passion for this uh, this this hobby in this industry and uh I'd be curious to know if that was something that he came up with, because it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love that. That's just, that's a really, really smart way of, of kind of coming around uh, the, the whole issue. And, and yeah, I love people that come up with ideas clever. like that. It's very, very clever. Um, yeah, let's see here. Let's get to the, some of the chat. Uh, let's see here. Apocalypse Dan says, I like stretch goals that are PDF or print on uh, print on demand is a true gift to the backers without having uh, unforeseen expenses to the creator. Yeah, I totally do like that. Uh, print on demand uh, is a nice option. It takes the physical printing and shipping costs away from the creator while still allowing the backer to get all the stretch goals in the physical media. Yeah, yeah I, I do like that. Uh, I, you know, I, in, in a lot of print on demand services are getting better and better. Um, it used to be I, that if you did print on demand, it wasn't always the greatest. And, and yeah, you're like, the, I don't know if I the, like the tech on print on demand quality has increased very dramatically in the last few years. Unless you're an actual like, like, like publication expert, like someone who literally does this for a living, in a lot of cases, you are going to be hard pressed to tell the difference between a high quality print on demand product and an offset print product. Yep, that's true. Mm -hmm. I, your average customer is not going to notice the difference, assuming you're not going with like some really cheap fly by night option for your print on demand. But most print on demand at this point is really, really good. It has gotten so much better than it used to be. Yep. No, so it's true. Yeah, I d there definitely did used to be, and some people still carry a pretty significant stigma against print on demand, and they still think of it in terms of the quality we were seeing from print on demand like ten years ago. But it's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's gotten way way better. Oh, anything else? Are we are we missing anything else as far as you know what, what we should do as as, <laughs> as Kickstarter backers? I know I wanted to kind of keep this under an hour, and and we're we're kind of getting close to that. As a backer, I I think that the communication like can go both ways. Like yeah, yeah. if you're like the tools are in place on Kickstarter for you to make comments, reply to updates, let the publisher know. Um, especially nicely, if you, nicely. Yes. Yes. Um, use your adult words and <laughs> and don't rage <laughs> type on a on a keyboard yeah. that you know. Your adult, yeah, not your adult language, your adult words, right? right. And 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 speak, <laughs> right. speak, speak to how you feel without making attacks. If you are negatively speaking, and if you are liking what they're doing, what their communication is, comment on that. Yeah. Thanks for the yeah. update. If if they post an update and they get no response to it, they're 
why why should we bother updating yeah, our that's, people that's discouraging so. as a creator of just being like i guess no one cares that i am updating so why am i spending the time to do this mm -hmm. yeah so even if you even if you don't necessarily even leave a comment just like on kickstarter just like the update literally you can do it yep. from your email and just just hit like and then they at least know you read it <laughs> and, and this kind of again this again we're gonna go into doug doug's uh rules of life doug's rules for life okay when i want this to be a book can we kickstart this we can we can I, 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 All right. so like and i learned this in sales quite a bit like in, in working retail you always hear from the people that are not happy yeah, you very wheels. rarely hear from the people that are happy. So when somebody does a great job, let them know. Like if you had a good interaction with somebody and they're doing their job, let them know. So many people, I mean, we all have those jobs where like, guess what? So-and-so came into my store or this person came into my store. I had a customer go and come to my store and they just tore into me and went up one side and down the other. It ruined my day. Guess what? That can also work in reverse. You can also have someone that, that comes in and says, hey, guess what? I need this. Thank you so much. You're the best. Like, thank you. Like, you just, like, you were a delight to work with. Or, or, or thank you so much for your, all your help. Like, that also, like, is a big thing in, in, in creating people's, like, feelings later on in the day. So always make sure to let people know when they're when they're do, being helpful and, and doing a good job as much as you know maybe you're not as ha ha pleased with with maybe some service or, or that, some sort of job that, that that's being done that made me think of something that is totally not related to kickstarter but it's adorable do you want to hear my adorable story that has nothing to do with kickstarter is it, is it going to be less than 10 minutes yes all right <laughs> All right, so I, she's not Jason. It's, it's yeah, that's fine. true. I yeah, I'm not gonna. It's not a, not a 20 minute story. I worked at a convenience store for many years, and so working at a convenience store, we had a lot of regular customers, and I also had a lot of customers that were just awful. I dealt with like mm -hmm. the absolute worst of humanity. Think about the worst place you've ever behaved. Was it like a bar or a convenience store? Hey, there was a bar across the street. It it was awful. <laughs> I, it, it was awful very frequently, but I had a lot of really wonderful. Regular oh, yeah. customers I love that would come in and they'd be like, how you doing? Oh, it's so great to see you. I always like seeing your smile in here every day. And I had one customer who bred, this was in Georgia, so this makes sense why. He bred bulldogs. He bred English bulldogs. And he was a realtor and he had a nice, fancy, expensive car. And he would show up in his nice, fancy, expensive car with the big drooly bulldogs in the back seat, slobbering all over everything. And he'd come up and he'd be like, I've got the dogs with me today. And I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to go out and say hi to the dogs. And I'd go out and say hi to the dogs. And they'd be like, it was great. And I could put up with an awful lot of half-naked drunk people stumbling through my store at 3 a.m. If you had some dog time. If I had some bulldog time. Yeah, yeah. sea store. Man, I mean, yeah. nothing, nothing that happens at a job, I think, will ever phase me after working at a convenience <laughs> store for, like, five years. <laughs> I just know that, like, in almost in every single place that I've worked... It's always the people that aren't happy that you hear from the most. And it's just nice to hear from the people that appreciate you. Like, and as, 
that needs to happen more often than the crappy interactions. Like that that's what we need to do. And so more, yes, more bulldogs, less drunks. Right. Exactly. Just, want that on the bumper sticker now. <laughs> <laughs> just if you're pleased with the 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 feedback that that a uh, Kickstarter is giving you or the Kickstarter creator is giving you, let them know. That's it. If you're not pleased, maybe let them know. But in but an, nice an, about but, it. A, but but be respectful, be polite, be considerate. Don't be awful about it. Don't be awful about it. Unless they go radio silent on you. And then you have every right in the world to go, hey, guess what? I invested in you. I had a lot of faith in you. You're not talking to me in over, you know, three months or four months or five months or whatever. Or years, because guess what? I got a couple of Kickstarters that are like that. I've held back. I'm a pretty patient guy. I'm a pretty chill guy. Until that company that I gave, you know... I will also refrain from naming names, but there's one that Jason has talked about on the show before that yeah. I think he backed that was in like 2015. Yeah, I've got one that's 2016. Yeah, they, they literally haven't logged into Kickstarter in a year. Yeah, because you can see when they log in. I'm I'm sorry, but like as much as a fan as as I was of your product before. You've lost me as a customer now. You've lost me. Like any, even if I ever get any kind of product from you, that that bridge is burnt. We're never, we're never having some sort of relationship after that. Oh well. Yep. Anyway, I think what it really boils down to, and and to basically sum it up, is communication. Yep. Focus on it. Invest in it. Invest and. That's just good for life in general, too. Set expectations. If expectations shift, update. And and just be aware that the world is in a weird place. And it it's is. probably going to be in a weird place for a long time. Very much so. And know that as a publisher and as a backer. Yep. 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 Yeah, and as a be having been involved in two different Kickstarters in the last year... Uh, we're all very like as a publisher we're we're all very gun shy about making any promises like we're trying to be really conservative about what we propose as a timeline we're trying to be honest about like what we expect but we also know that we don't know what's gonna happen and so anything that that a creator is telling you like they're 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 operating on the best information that they have right now they're doing the best that they can, presumably, with the information they have right now. But that could very well change. And they're, uh, any of the ones that are at all conscientious and honest are also kind of terrified that things <laughs> are going to change. And they're going to be sure. caught out in this situation where they've promised one thing and can't actually deliver it. And they're going to be like, oh, no. Absolutely. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you have any more advice for uh, for Kickstarter backers, publishers, let us know in the comments. Uh, if you've watched all this way, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, you can join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. We have some sort of chat about uh, some topic in the industry, or yeah. we talk about uh, RPG, or, or just we just love getting our, our YouTube community here uh, active. Uh, I, I will say that if you haven't already hit 
and you, uh, we'd love to have you hit that subscribe button down there in the bottom. Uh, hit that like button if you, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you like these chats, and, and we hope that you do. Um, I will give a shout out to, to our sponsor of, uh, of the show, and that is Black Moon Games. If you would like to shop at their store, you can go to shop-black-moon.com. And uh, if you're in the Northeast uh, of the United States, uh, Tony will uh, ship you out some, some great gaming uh, products, and, and he's got a great store there in Lebanon, New Hampshire. So we, we, we want to thank uh, Tony quite a bit for uh, sponsoring our, our content. Nice. And I know he's he's backed a few Kickstarters at a retail level too. Yes. So, yeah. uh, you know, if you're in, see something online that you're interested in, you can always talk to a local store like Black Moon and see if it's something that they can potentially back. And you can do best of both worlds: support a publisher and a local uh, a retailer. Yep. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this episode of the Chaotic Goodcast. It was chaotic, but it was so good. We will see you all. Next week, actually, you can turn on tune in on Wednesday. We're going to be playing Cyborg, the new Cyborg. Uh, the new game from uh, that's coming from uh, from Free League Publishing. Free League is putting putting it out, but uh, Stockholm Cartel is is the, are the ones that uh, that designed it and and uh, developed it. So, all right, we'll see you all Wednesday, or we'll see you all on Monday. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye now. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition gaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much.